When the sun goes down, it's time for a night wave. I'm John Nate, and you're on the Night Wave Show. The other day I was trying to verbalize what night wave is today, and a part of the definition I came up with went like this. Aside from select music, this is where you hear exclusive commentary, learn fun facts and music news, and deep dive into album reviews. Although this last one has become a little less frequent, tonight I have a solid reason to make a new album review. Because this has finally happened. On March 24th, my favorite band of all time, Depeche Mode, came back with their new long offering Memento Mori, the group's first album in six years and the first since the passing of one of the founding members, Andy Fletcher. So this album review is an attempt to give you grounds for why this new Depeche Mode LP is good and why you must give it a good listen, because in a nutshell, and a spoiler is intended, it is good and you must give it a good listen, preferably more than once. Now after the full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine, I've been kicking off each and every show with a Ukrainian act, representing the local nightwave scene. And no episode has been an exception, not even album review episodes. Given the show's runtime, which is like 30-40 minutes, there was no way I'd be allowed to play all the 12 tracks that make up the Memento Mori tracklist, although I would've really wanted to do that. So as episode 89 was approaching, I knew 100% in advance what band would be opening and what song of theirs would be a perfect match for both the show's and the album's concepts. Tell you more, I was really happy to have come up with this idea and even thought to myself, this was genius. It's been a while since I played them on Nightwave, so it's time to make amends. And here they come again. Skrabian doing Mi Brudny Cosmos, which is My Dirty Cosmos.
This is Nightwave. There is a dirty cosmos inside my head, my own personal cosmos. I'm drowning everything in me. That dark cosmos makes me all shiver and dread, paints the world in black, and no longer can I see. Sings Andriy Kuzmenko, aka Kuzma, in the chorus of the brilliant Mi Brudny Cosmos, or My Dirty Cosmos. And if you look closely at the track's title and compare it with that of the opening cut on Memento Mori, which, let me remind you, is My Cosmos is Mine, all stars become aligned, at least in my head. Sure enough, My Cosmos is Mine sets a little different scene, evoking Sigur Ross's Brannistein and Seigman's The Modern Ant or even Nine Inch Nails. But I hope Scrabin's Cosmos was something you don't mind embracing either. The track is taken from Striptease, Scrabin's seventh official studio album released in 2001. What made me stop in my tracks pretty much recently, by the way, was learning that this album is essentially a collection of b-sides and rarities. The songs were recorded during the sessions of Hrobak, the band's watermark album, and released a couple years later. Well, if only all the bands out there could have b-side material of this high quality. This is also one other fact that draws Scrabbing nearer to the Bash Mode, who are known for strong b-sides that rarely make it onto the final cut, and is one more reason why I have picked it up for this episode's opener. Not to mention how much influence the Bash had on Scrabbing back in the day. Anyway, I'm John Nate, you're on the Nightwave show, and this is a review of Memento Mori, a brand new album by Depeche Mode which came out a couple of weeks ago. Now that my black vinyl copy arrived and after spinning the album back to back, I thought I'm already ripe with my judgments of this record and feel like sharing them with you. So as Dave sings in this first song I wanna play, relax, enjoy the ride, and do stay tuned, because there are so many things I want to tell you about this album, like what makes it similar to the band's classics Violator and Songs of Faith and Devotion, the new meaning behind the letters D and M making up Depeche Mode, what Andy Fletcher's favorite phrase was and how it's all related. Until then, the first taster of Memento Mori and one of the highlight tracks for me in the form of Wagging Tongue from Depeche Mode. You won't do well to silence me With your words or wagging tongue With your long tall tales of sorrow Your song yet to be sung I won't be offended If I'm left across the great divide Lead me, they will follow Just to watch another angel die Watch another angel die You won't do well to darken me With your secrets and your lies your piercing code of silence Relax, enjoy the ride I'll meet you by the river Or maybe on the other side You find it hard to swallow When you watch another angel die Watch another angel 
is Ned Rave with John Nate. song in the band's history co-written by Martin and Dave that ever made it onto a record. Well, at least officially. As you might know, the band's older songs Oh Well, Long Time Lie and You Move are also co-credited to both Martin and Dave, the latter also appearing on the Spirit album, but in this case, the lyrics of Wagging Tongue were written by both of them in the same room. So it's kind of different, but not to a large extent. But what is unlike the previous DM's records in terms of the writing process is that 7 out of 15 songs recorded for Memento Mori feature Richard Butler from Love, Spit Love and most famously the Psychedelic Furs as a co-lyricist. But we'll get into more of that shortly. Upon my first listen to this new album, which was in the dead of night, the very first minutes of March 24th, Memento Mori was a record that I instantly connected with. I seem to have trusted it, you know, and just went with the flow, eventually losing track of how many times I raised my eyebrows and said wow along the way. It turned out to be a pleasant surprise to a not-so-senior fan like me. Depeche Mode came into my life around 2002-2003, I believe. Memento Mori is a record of both old and new for Depeche. Most notably, it's the first album recorded as a duo after the passing of co-founder and keyboardist Andy Fletcher on the 26th of May last year. And there are two moments here worth taking notice of. One, now that the band comprises only two members, the letters D and M representing Depeche Mode may well also stand for Dave and Martin. And two, it's actually the third album in the band's history recorded after losing a band member, the first being the 1982nd A Broken Frame, after another founding member Vince Clark had left the band, then the 1997th Ultra, the first album done without Alan Wilder, who left the band in 1995, and now Memento Mori. This time around, though, Depeche lost their member forever. Even though the loss of Fletcher haunts the album, the recording process and demo work started long before Andy died, sometime in the heat of the pandemic, which is when the push came to show, and the title for the album came into existence. Of course, when Fletch passed, Memento Mori took on an extra darker shade of meaning and moved from there. But the album is not all doom and gloom. In reality, it's not doom and gloom at all. It is dark, but it's not dismal. It is moody, but never morose. It is somber, but never sad. As a matter of fact, the translation of the title says it all. Remember that you must die. Which, on the other hand, is a reminder that you must live. 
I'm gonna go out and say on this album Depeche Mode are more alive than ever. But enough said for now. Here's to one of the album's centerpieces and DM's top tier tracks. Don't say you love me. Arguably one of the band's most quintessential songs ever. It has all the ingredients that make Depeche Mode who they are. The vintage and contemporary sound, the trademark foreboding sense and atmosphere, and then the poignant strings that kind of give the song a higher cinematic feel. 
Don't Say You Love Me is one of the songs that were co-written by Martin Gore and Richard Butler, who I mentioned before, and is the first extremely high point on the record. One of those tracks that was waiting to happen, and luckily it has. What I like about the orchestral part in Don't Say You Love Me is that it's pretty much in the right place. It does not sound like a band hitting an old age and suddenly deciding to do an orchestra album like AHA did a couple of months ago, ultimately losing their identity. No way. In the case of Diam, it's right there as it should be. The orchestration element coloring Don't Say You Love Me isn't new in the band's universe. Think of the 1990s classic Violator and tracks World In My Eyes, Halo, to say the least. By the way, another moment that harkens us back to the Violator era is one of the photos from the album's inner sleeves. It is a black and white shot picturing Martin and Dave from behind, standing on top of the roof somewhere that looks like New York, with Dave holding his hands above his head in a gesture that reminisces the cover of the World in My Eyes single. In this photo, Martin and Dave's bodies cast shadows. And if you pay enough attention, there is the third shadow next to Dave. And when I saw that for the first time, it broke my heart. What's even more interesting is that this picture kind of echoes another cover to me. The 6122 compilation celebrating the life of Andy Fletcher, which came out back in November and which I reviewed on episode 72. So you might want to look back on it as well. It's a great one. And then there's the band's recent performance with the BBC Concert Orchestra in the Radio 2 piano room, where they played the album's first single, Ghost, again and ran back their 1993 classic Walking in My Shoes. And I must admit, the whole affair looks and sounds absolutely impressive. Now we're gonna switch gears for a little bit and listen to a more electronic piece from Memento Mori, an incredibly punchy and somewhat tongue-in-cheek number. People are good.
The song was similar to the band's 1984th hit People Are People, Dave responded. In a way, they both say pretty much the same thing. Not much has changed over the past 40 years. Why is there all this hate and all this fear? The question is always the same. But this new song is a bit different. Because we thought it was quite funny to say that people are good and then add keep fooling yourself. This phrase, people are good, is repeated many times and what we ask is, are people actually good? Now I got sold on the song title when I saw the album tracklist for the first time. I was like, Depeche Mode did the song title people are good? You don't fool me. Funny how the band's humor is also tried on the vinyl version of the album. On side D, which has a special etching, there is an inscription in Latin. Est vere malus, which you would assume to be some smart phrase with a higher meaning, fat chance. It means that was really bad, and is Andy Fletcher's favorite phrase that he jokingly used whenever anybody asked him how the band gig was. Anyway, musically, people are good just as wagging tongue evokes Kraftwerk. Remember Computer Love from the band's album Computer World? That's what I'm saying. But it's the groove, the swing, and Dave's vocal delivery that make the song a classic Depeche to me, and another standout piece on Memento Mori. I cannot sit still whenever this thing starts playing. Solid candidate for the next single. Now, before People Are Good comes on, there are a lot of other fun moments on the tracklist, like a sinister post-punk on My Favorite Stranger, or the gospel-influenced poignance of Soul With Me, making it Martin Gore's finest hour since playing The Angel perhaps, or the hypnotic elegance of Before We Drown, which is one of the most beautiful pieces Dave has ever penned. But one more song is worth a shout-out in particular. It's Caroline's Monkey. 
Another amazing collaboration between Gore and Butler, and is a real grower. Fun fact is that this song kind of makes a number of allusions that you might want to track down, like the sometimes part sung by Martin calling back to Clean, again from the aforementioned 1990th Violator, or the fact that Martin's last solo EP was inspired by the concept of the third chimpanzee, whose artwork was painted by a capuchin monkey, Pockets Warhol. If you're not familiar with Pockets, find him on Instagram, he's fun and very smart. Or that the monkey is an omnipresent metaphor in Richard Butler's writing and all that jazz. But back to music, this next one goes out to my wife, Marta. We are celebrating our fifth wedding anniversary this coming Monday and I thought this would be nice. This is track number 10 on the new Depeche Mode album Memento Mori, which I'm reviewing on this Nightwave episode. There is one more song waiting in the wings, so bear with me. For now, the all-so-romantic Always You. Oh 
one could well come out of the 1993 era. To be honest with you, my initial reaction to Memento Mori was a subdued version of Songs of Faith and Devotion. It is indeed a very soulful and sincere record. A record that breathes love, love for life. So this has been the new Depeche Mode album review. And to conclude, I wanna say it's not an album that the band created. It's the whole journey, celebrating life and death, taking us on an excursion through their illustrious career and offering an invitation to now. It's vital, cohesive and mature. It's what Depeche Mode sounds like in 2023. And I'm beyond happy to be able to experience this new chapter at the same time as they do. And the way the album ends with Speak To Me is kind of like a dark matter sucking itself in before transforming into my cosmos's mind and starting things all over again. Oh wow. But I'm leaving you with another piece. Be sure to follow Nightwave on socials. Be it Instagram or Facebook, search for the Ukrainian Nightwave playlist on Spotify and discover the local scene. Head over to Mixcloud and deep dive into the Nightwave show's archive. And finally, help me grow our community larger by supporting the show on Patreon. Here come the bash mode with a jittery and jagged Never Let Me Go. My name's John Nate and we'll keep on writing next time.
Nightwave. 